Welcome to the Positive Leo Show, where we share as much positivity through stories, music, life, and conversations like we will today, as much as possible to really set us in a mental space to allow us to be able to make this world a better place today than yesterday. In today's conversation, we're going to talk about fitness, nutrition, and health. Now, in terms of that, according to the CDC, only 53.3% of adults 18 and over meet the physical activity guidelines for aerobic, which is 150 minutes a week or 30 minutes a day. And only 23.2% of adults meet the aerobic and muscle strengthening activity recommendations, which is strength conditioning two or more days a week. So if we want to put that in a number perspective, there are about 255 million adults in America and approximately 120 million adults don't meet the aerobic side. Now tying that with the recommended muscle strengthening conditioning, it's a whopping 195 million adults don't meet them. Now we're not even including the 18 and younger category. On the other side, if we're talking about nutrition uh, in the US, according to the Center for Science and the Public Interest, it's estimated that unhealthy diet contribute to approximately 678,000 deaths each year to heart disease, cancer, type two diabetes. And they stated in the last 30 years that obesity rate has doubled in adults, tripled in children and quadrupled in adolescents. Though it's not to the degree of a pandemic as we are in, but the trend itself is already at epidemic level in the United States year after year, behind the scenes affecting so many lives, our family, our friends, the people we love and care about. That's why today I am so utterly grateful to, on such a short notice, to welcome Joyce Sun uh, to the conversation, uh, who's working very, very hard to reverse those numbers. Joyce is a nutrition and fitness coach. She has her own tailored program, one-on-one -on -one training that she develops for her clients to get them to not only meet their fitness and nutrition goals, but also to be at their peak health. Thank you and welcome to the, uh, the show, Joyce. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yep. Welcome, welcome. And now in this show, before we head on to the main conversation points around fitness and nutrition, I'd like to hit it off with some rapid fire questions so the viewers can get to know you a little bit more. Uh, so it's fast. Two minutes. I'm going to put the timer. Are you ready? <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make it work here. Let's, go. Let's, Let's do, do this. All right. Boom. You got two minutes. Favorite health food? Uh, it changes with the season, but right now, probably strawberries. I love Got strawberries. <laughs> strawberries. Favorite exercise of all times? Mm, anything upper body, like maybe pull-ups or jerks. Okay. Be, like shoulder to overhead. Roger that. If you had a million dollars right now, what would you do with it? Uh, this one's tough. Probably, I mean, set my family up, invest in it, and then um, I love to give back. So find a way to do that. Roger that. Favorite book of all times? Oh, man, this one's hard, too. I love reading. Um, let's see. I mean, right now I'm reading a sleep book by Matthew Walker, and I think everybody needs to read it. So I'm going to throw that one out there. But I also do love anything by John Grisham. Um, maybe my favorite book would be The Testament. Wow, cool. Superpower and why? Uh, probably super healing. Because, I mean, I always wish that I could recover 10 times faster. And I don't know, maybe we would just be more, I don't know, like bold or courageous if we knew that we were able to heal faster. Wow. Spinach or kale? Um, ooh, I like both, but probably kale. 
Ah, two more questions, 30 seconds. Name of the last song you listened to. Um, oh, what was the last song I listened to? It was something by Oh Wonder. <laughs> okay, we're gonna work with that. Uh, 10 seconds, um, uh, places you want to go to the most and why? Alaska. And I've always wanted to go ever since I was a little kid and I saw Balto, if anyone knows that story. <laughs> I'll clap for that. Uh, thank you, Joyce. Now we're going to head on to the main part of the conversation. All right. All right. So now, could you tell us a little bit more about you and the story behind your fitness journey that led to your very, very popular Instagram page called Strength with a Purpose? Yeah, for sure. I mean... So I am, like you said earlier, I am a fitness and nutrition coach. Right now, I am doing everything online, virtually. Uh, before the pandemic, I was actually coaching in person at a CrossFit gym and also at a small studio. And so it's anywhere from CrossFit members, like general fitness for CrossFit or even athletes to just general fitness in general, right? And I, I think I do also work with a lot of moms who um, definitely fall into that general fitness category. Um, and then... Ah, my story. Uh, growing up, honestly, fitness was not a part of my life. It was one of those things where my mom and dad, you know, I came from an Asian background. So it was just taboo that women lift, that women do things, right? That women are capable. It's, it's almost one of those things where you let the men do the heavy lifting, let the men lead kind of thing. Right? And so for me growing up, it was all about studying and getting good grades right so it was all right <laughs> but at the same time you know I think body image is such a big part of the Asian culture and it's I don't know most a lot of people I think can relate in the sense that you know we go to family gatherings and the first thing anyone says is either oh you've gotten a little chubbier or oh why are you so skinny or right it's always something that has to do with your physical attributes and definitely growing up for me in that environment, it, it becomes hard not to see yourself in a certain way physically, right? So definitely I've, I grew up in being in that environment. I grew up with just body image issues, right? Thinking that I was never skinny enough, that I was never pretty enough or whatever, right? And so for me, I actually developed a lot of obsessive running habits and a lot of binge eating habits. And so from that, I didn't think that it was bad, right? It was just what I knew and understood. And because I couldn't lift or weightlifting was just taboo, even sports, right? I never really did sports as a kid. It was all taboo. So all I knew how to do was just go run because what else am I going to do, right? It's, I can just take myself outside, burn extra calories. And I would honestly run, um, especially if I ate a big meal or if I um, knew I was going to eat a big meal, I would run for many, many minutes, maybe like an hour at a time, right? Because I thought the more work I do, the more calories I burn. Um, fast forward to college, I was introduced to the weight room. I had a friend who wanted to teach me, right? And I think maybe that's something about myself too. I don't like sitting on the sidelines, right? And I had a lot of friends who either played sports like uh, basketball or volleyball, right? In college, and there were all these intramural sports or even I was a part of church. So we always had these um, like church fun sport 
type, you know, events, but at the same time, people get competitive, you know, and I always hated either sitting on the sidelines or going in and people playing down because, you know, people not enjoying it because I don't know how to play. Right. So um, I always hated that. But when my friend wanted to introduce me to the weight room and to lifting, I was like, oh, maybe I should try it out, you know, but I also, I think one of the bigger realizations for me and the thing that really pushed me into the weight room, I realized that, you know what, if I'm healthy and if I'm strong, I can actually help more people. Mm-hmm. I can do more things. You know, I can, uh, I mean, at that time, since I was so uh, involved in church as well, it was all about like setting up for church, breaking down for church. And I hated to not be able to do anything for anyone. Right. Right. So I was like, you know what, if I'm stronger, I don't have to worry about like carrying chairs and being out of breath or, you know, simple things like that. That was how it started for me. So from there, I fell in love with lifting. I love it so much. It's so fun for me. And I just love seeing progress. I love feeling empowered. I love feeling strong. And from there, I, I loved how I was able to slowly learn how to appreciate my body, to love my body. It's been a long journey. I'm, I'm, it's, it already feels like it's a long story, but I'm still cutting it short, right? In the sense that it's been so many years since I, since the day that I, or the days where I would look in the mirror and hate how I look and just never thought I could get out of that to today where I feel so empowered and able to appreciate my body genuinely through all the seasons, right? And I mean, kind of going into strength with a purpose and how I came up with that, I was actually, I mean, talking about growing up in Asian culture and going to school and all that, I was set up to be a lawyer. So that was actually my, ever since like eighth grade, that was what I was aiming for. I was like, I'm going to go to law school. I'm, I'm going to be a lawyer, right? I ended up going to Berkeley for my undergrad. So after that, I was like, okay, I'll take a year off to just work and then go into college or go into law school. And during that year, it was one of those things, right? Because I was setting myself up to go to law school for all those years, I had so much experience in the legal industry in the sense that I had like internships, I had work experience, paralegal, um, legal assistant, right? All of those experiences, but at the same time, they were from a wide range of legal branches, right? So I had like employment law, there was immigration law, there was um, civil law and, you know, it was the whole, but yeah, no, honestly, like it was because my whole life was set up to be in the legal industry, even like international law, right? So it was like all this experience, but it was because looking back on it, it's because I never really enjoyed any position I was in. So I started with immigration and I was like, that's easy because I have a story, right? Oh, my immigrant family, right? And, you know, that's why I want to go into immigration law. You know, this is how I give back. Yeah. But in immigration, I just hated it. You know, I, I, I couldn't find something about it that I loved. And I think a big part of why I just stuck with it so much is one, because I'm a super stubborn person, right? And two, because I... I just like challenges, right? And I don't mind mundane work. And so I was just in that loop until finally I found myself in a corporate law firm. That was the year after I graduated. So, or the year that I graduated, I got accepted into a position as like a legal assistant in a corporate firm. And just sitting in that office, I 
I got to the point, I remember when a lawyer walked into my room and we were just like chatting and he was like, oh, so why are you doing this? And I gave him my like interview answer. Right. Like, oh, because, you know, it's like, I want to this. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like from there, when he left, I was like, I'm not even convincing myself anymore. Like, what is this? Right. And I mean, I'd always wanted since I got into lifting and learning about how to take care of myself, I always wanted to give that portion back to people right so I'd always wanted to do like a side thing or learn how to be a personal trainer or coach or something right or at least start a an Instagram or something that I'm able to just help more people but then the more I was in the legal industry the more I realized for myself that I wasn't gonna do it because I didn't have that time that I could carve out for it right I was like the more I'm investing in the legal industry the more I'm being taken away from what I want to do. So I actually did a 180 degree turn and I went full force into the fitness industry. And nice. I really think that uh, strength with a purpose, this name, it embodies who I am, right? Because my strength isn't just for myself. It's, it's for a greater purpose, right? The stronger, like I was saying, the stronger, the healthier I am, the more people I can help, the more right. places I can go, things I can do, right? The more energy I can give to my loved ones. It's oh. my my strength, it, it, it allows the people around me to reap the benefits as well. And also, I mean, that having an Instagram as well, I'm able to inspire others and I'm able to encourage others, motivate others. You know, it's, it, this is what I want to embody. And that's why I think my strength, like strength is the purpose. It's, that's how it came up. Yeah. Thank you, Joyce. No, I appreciate that. And I know on Strength with the Purpose page right there um, on the about side, you have a model that says health for longevity. So what is the secret to health and fitness? Is it a mindset? Is it consistency? Is it both to do what's recommended? What's your thought on that? Those are both very important. I think I would take it one step back and encourage everyone to think about what's your why? right? Why are you doing this? And I think that's kind of where it stems from. If you understand, not only understand your why, but if your why is so powerful that it, it pulls you into this routine of fitness and health, that's what's going to sustain you in the long run, right? If we're thinking about things like motivation or um, like being inspired to go into the gym, right? Those things will wane. Now, you're not going to feel motivated every day, right? But if your why and your reason why you want to do the things in the gym, why you want to eat healthier, if that reason is that important to you, then you're going to make it happen. And I think a lot of people don't take that step back to ask themselves, what's my why? Why is this actually important to me? And I think, I mean, kind of what you're saying in the very beginning of all those stats, right? It, you, there's so many people who end up falling into some sort of like chronic illness. And it's not until then that they realize, oh, shoot, I should take care of my health, right? It's not until the doctor comes up to you and says, you only have X amount of months to live if you don't do X, Y, Z. Then all of a sudden people are like, how do I eat better? How do I work out? How do I exercise? Right? How do I adjust my lifestyle? But if we can kind of get into that position of, you know what? I want to live for this, or I want to be able to have energy for my kids. I want to be 
able to run with my kids, to carry my kids, or I want to be a grandma and I want to be able to hold my kids, right? If we have those bigger goals or the bigger purposes of why we want to do this, Mm -hmm. I think that's really what's going to carry us for the long run. And it might change from season to season, but it's that one extra step back of why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? Why is this important to me? Right? Right. And I think it's, it's super important to ask that question. So once we know why we're doing what we're doing, uh, then it gives us all that power and that motivation and inspiration to do it. Um, and so that's why at least the third question I was going to ask you, a lot of people are at that health crossroad. They're, they're looking at that why and they're thinking, can I invest in it? Can I not? And they have tons of excuses why they shouldn't address that why. What are some of your advice and tips that you can give to people right now where they're at the health crossroad to make that change, to, to, to make that why and the reason behind it a reality? Honestly, just do something. I think a big roadblock for a lot of people is that it seems so complicated. Right? How the heck I'm going from zero hours of working or zero minutes of working, how am I supposed to get those 150 minutes that I'm supposed to get, right? That's pretty daunting. Um, and because of that, I think a lot of people become paralyzed because they're like, there's no way I can do that. But okay, let's take a look at your schedule. What can you do? Right, today, what can you do? Can you take five minutes? Get a stretch in. Right? That's so much better than zero minutes, right? Get a stretch in or go on a walk, 10 minute walk, drag your loved ones into it, right? Find yeah. something that you will look forward to doing. And working out honestly doesn't have to be what you see on like social media or, you know, what you even see in the gym. There's so many people who are like in the gym, they're working hard, they're lifting heavy weights. That can honestly be pretty intimidating, especially if you've never done that before and you don't know where to start, right? So health and I mean, fitness in general doesn't have to look like you have to deadlift, you have to squat, you have to do X, Y, Z, X amount of times a week. It can simply be, okay, what's something you enjoy doing? Oh, you like going on a hike? Okay, go on a hike, right? Go on a, um, I don't know, go learn how to swim, go Mm -hmm. learn how to rock climb, find something that you can enjoy doing because that's what's going to be sustainable instead of, okay, I'm going to go work out super hard for one day, be super sore for like a whole week and then not want to come back for the, you know? So it's like, just find something, just do something, right? It doesn't have to be super complicated. Just have fun with it. And I mean, the same thing with nutrition, right? Right. It doesn't have to be super complicated. I know it could be daunting that, okay, maybe you enjoy your fried foods, you enjoy all the sugary stuff or you enjoy your beer every night, right? You, You want to hold on to those things, but you also know that, you know, I do need to make a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's one thing you can do? Can you get more water this week? Okay, let's start there, right? Okay, can you eat a new veggie, right? Can you eat a new veggie this week, right? Just find one thing that you can hold on to, do that. And it's, it's crazy how that can have a huge snowball effect, right? Wow. You realize, oh, shoot, I got my water in every single day this week okay, let's try something else. Oh, shoot, let's try something else. And all of a sudden, you're almost like empowering yourself. Exactly. You're empowering yourself to take your health into your own hands, to do the things that you set out to do. And slowly, you're able to feel confident in your ability to take care of yourself. Thank you, Joyce. I know I appreciate that. Um, And I'm just going to, I have a thought on that. Just skip my mind. I'll I'll come right back, but I'll run on to the next question. Is that, as you know, this channel is all about positivity. And so I'm just so curious to ask about your thought 
on positivity, how it impacted your life growing up, and in what way can we channel positivity right now, cultivate it into a tool towards happiness, joy, health, fitness, life in general? Yeah, uh, it's huge. I believe that positivity is, it's, it's carried me, you know, it's in, I mean, it's one of those things where I believe that if we just believed more, right, if we just had a little bit of positivity and optimism for ourselves, that we can do great things. I personally believe that every single individual is very capable and has a skill set that they can offer or that they can grow upon, right? And for me personally, I think positivity is what allowed me to go full force into the fitness industry from mm -hmm. having no experience in the fitness industry to being, being like, okay, I'm in the legal industry. I'm capable. I can do this. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let myself fail, right? If I go hundred percent into the fitness industry and I still need to pay for rent, I still need to, you know, I pay my car, like everything, right? It's like, I still need to eat. I still need to live. I can do it, right? I can find a way to do it. And it's that, idea or that mentality of I can and empowering yourself that way that I think it, it it opens up so many more doors and kind of like what I was saying with the previous question like it doesn't have to start with a big like oh career change right? it could start simple and it's one of those things as well that I think you know we we often look at fitness and we look at training our bodies and that's what we think of training is physical it's physical it's physical right our body we're training our body in the gym we're breaking down our muscle building up our muscle but taking it one step further i believe it's also mental right we can also train our mindset and it it may seem daunting for some people to think that oh i how can i believe in myself how can i be positive but it could be as simple as okay just try it one time try it with something small Try it with just looking at yourself in the mirror and saying something positive to yourself, right? Try that every single day for this week. See what happens, right? It could be that small, but because we're able to train our mind and train ourselves to think in that way, then we start believing that we can do even bigger things and bigger things. And then all of a sudden, maybe you are making that career change, right? Um, but yeah, I definitely think positivity has a huge role in my life, in what I've been able to accomplish and um, just me taking risks and being okay with it. Just being like, okay, I'm just going to try it. Worst case scenario, it doesn't happen. I'll try something else, right? And that small, a small amount of belief in myself, that positivity for myself, that's carried me so, so far. And and it's, it's something precious that I don't want to let go of. <laughs> Here. I, and if I could add on that note uh, on positivity, yeah. um, and I just think positivity, it, as you said, is a mindset. Yeah. And it's a mindset that allows and gives us more opportunities to address certain situations that happens, right? Because I think a lot of times people take the same measures to address the same problems and expecting a different result all the time. Mm -hmm. but being positive gives you that a clearer mindset, a more happy, uplifting mood mindset to make those changes in your life to be where we are now today. A little bit more happier than yesterday. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right on. Oh, oh, it's coming back now. That question, that follow-up question from the previous question I asked was that I find it interesting when you mentioned that take a walk, do some yoga, yes, just go on a hike, your thing. Because actually when we're doing that, our body's releasing these feel-good hormones and things, right? 
that slowly before you know it, it's addicting, right? Mm -hmm. Get attached to it. And then before you know, they start leveling up to the next level from five pounds to 10 pounds to 65 pounds. And my sister yesterday told me she was doing the, uh, what you call it, the, the, the jerk, the clean jerk. Okay, the, the clean jerk. Where you yeah. press it overhead. Yep. Yeah. She went from 50 to 95 pounds. That's awesome. She's going to keep going and going. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so um, thank you. So, just I just want to throw that piece in there. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's for 100%. I, right. lo I love that. Yeah. So, what, what keeps you pumped up, Joyce? Huh? What keeps you ready to exercise every single day uh, and that you can share with the world? And, and what message do you have for the world that are, that are listening to this conversation right now? Yeah, just, yeah. Anyhow, yep. I, I honestly genuinely love training. I love it. It's like, it's, it's fun for me. You know, I, I get that question a lot. Like, how do you go into the gym every single day? And for me, I'm like, it's, it's my safety spot. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's where I know I can, I feel empowered. I feel strong. I feel healthy. You know, I feel, I like to say like, I feel invincible, right? <laughs> where I'm, I look at a workout and I do it and I'm like, I just did that. You know, it's, it's very empowering for me. I genuinely love it. But I mean, beyond that, of course, there are challenging days where I don't want to. And I think it, it all goes back to what I was saying earlier about my why. Why am I doing this? Or why do I want to be the strongest version of myself? For me, a big part of it is I want to see what my body's capable. You know, another part of it is right now I want to compete. I want to be an athlete. It's something I, because I love this so much, I, I wish that I found it earlier and I found it before college, right? Um, I mean, even in college, it was just like learning the basic lifts, nothing like I'm doing now. I didn't really learn until after college. And so I honestly wish that I could have started earlier. But because I didn't start earlier, I'm like, well, why can't I do it now? Why can't I be an athlete now? You know, and so I want to compete, you know, and, and because I want to compete, I have to live the athlete lifestyle. I have to be disciplined with myself. And on those days that I don't want to go into the gym or I don't want to go to bed on time, right? I have to remind myself that, no, you, you want, you have these bigger goals. You have this big vision for yourself that you want to compete and you want to, uh, a big part of me also wanting to compete now is I want to use that platform. If I go to competitions and people see me, going to competitions and especially the people who've known me from before. And they're like, you never were an athlete, but you're doing all these things now that's inspiring. Right. And I want to walk the talk essentially. I want to, um, if I compete, I want to use that as a platform to empower other people to not just not necessarily compete, but just look at fitness, right. Look at, um, their bodies and be like, you know what, I can actually do bigger things. I can be strong. And, and I think that's probably, it ties into kind of your last question of how, what, what message do I want to give to the world? And it, that's probably what it is. It's that I believe that everybody is capable of something big. We just have to have that little bit of faith in ourselves. And for me, when I'm, if, when I do compete, when I get to, you know, the, a bigger platform, uh, that's what I want people to get from me is that she, if she can do it, I can do it. If she can do it, I could do more, right? It, it, it's someone's done it. And if she's able to strengthen her body and be healthy and achieve these big things, then I can be healthy. I can take care of my body, right? And that's, that's my ultimate goal is that I want to help 
people to live their best lives and to be the best version of themselves. Like as I'm on this journey to being the best version of myself, I want to inspire others to do the same. Well, thank you, Joyce. Thank you for that. Now, and and I on that note, I really want to add a, a follow up question. When you were talking, um, is is what was your family's, uh, you know, reaction? You know, I was gonna add to that because like great you know, question. Eighty pounds to do, you know, stuff that, you know, I'm sure your mom be like, oh my god. But they're, uh, they're still coming around to it. <laughs> gotcha. So honestly, um, I mean, kind of going back to how I was set up to be a lawyer that's very reputable especially in the Asian culture it's like wow my daughter is going to be a lawyer and I honestly like I to this day I remember I don't know why I decided to call my mom and tell her on a drive home but I was driving home I call my mom and I was I was like mom and this is literally what I said I was like mom I'm not gonna be a lawyer and I just started crying I was bawling and I didn't realize how much of why I was doing law was for my parents I was for their reputation was so that I can be seen as that golden child in their eyes right and that was a huge moment for me and it was a really big moment for our family as well and not necessarily in a positive way at that time because when my mom heard that you know it's really hard for her to wrap her mind around what lifting is and what a career in the fitness industry looks like one it's not as stable as the law industry right the legal industry is very reputable it's very stable you have a law job you're pretty much set, right? But in the fitness industry, you got to hustle. You don't know when, you don't necessarily know when your next paycheck's coming in, right? You got to make it happen. And all the more, if I want to be an athlete, that's a lot of time to train, right? And so it, it's still, she's still getting her mind around what I'm doing. But after all these years, it's, it's crazy to kind of see how my family is starting to learn and how much of an impact I'm making in their lives, right? I remember the last video call I had with my dad because um, he's actually currently in Taiwan. He's like, look, Joyce. And he was just like on a walk outside. He's like, I'm doing push-ups," And like in the middle of the street, he's literally found a bench and just did push-ups on the bench, right? It's crazy because my dad's not active, right? But because now he's getting older and he's realizing, oh, health is important, right? He'll come home and he'll ask my husband to stretch him out, right? Help me stretch, my back is hurting. Like, what can I do for my back? What exercises can I do for my low back and et cetera, right? And now he's starting to learn. And because we're in this industry, he can just ask us, right? Even my mom touched weights for the first time this year, um, right? It's just crazy things happening just because, you know, health and wellness, I believe this is real. It's, it's such an important industry. It's such an important, um, avenue or, or just you know a way to take care of our body really understanding our health really understanding how to move right how to fuel ourselves right how to recover correctly right it's what is keeping people from those chronic illnesses from having to go to the doctor's office right something as simple as stretching could mean back pain or no back pain right something as simple as as learning how to fuel your body right could be diabetes or no diabetes right and these things are huge and i feel very honored to be in this industry because i i've seen people's lives change because of what i do and that's huge for me and 
I think now as my parents are seeing that and they're slowly understanding that the health and fitness industry and yeah, there's the lifting aspect of it, you know, they might not still get that athletic career aspect of it. But as far as a professional career, this is, this is a very important career, right? And so they're slowly coming around to it. But it's been a tough couple of years, for sure. <laughs> Good for y'all. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> I'm just gonna add a two, uh, a one minute story on my end. Yeah. That is, um, so I finished college and business you know, doing my own career onto the business. And then I was walking down the, um, the hallway and I met Nomini Robinson. He's actually uh, Michelle um, Robinson or the former first lady's uncle. Um, so, and he was the Peace Corps recruiter and we were just talking. He said, young man, I think you should join the Peace Corps. And I was just thinking about it because I had some job offer for my life. And, and I don't know where I, I I thought about it. Let's do some. Let's put some meaning into to my life. And so I did the Peace Corps, but I broke the news to my mom and dad. They'd be like, what? what? You know, four years and then all this money into your college. Now you go and serve and live in a tent. You know, and I spent three years in Mongolia. It's a beautiful story, but I'll share that uh, in another day. Um, but I want to go on. We had two more questions left that I really want to ask you is that there are always challenges that happens every day testing us, pushing us left and right, whether it's food choices or activity investments, going for drinks, hitting the bar, right? Could you kind of share with us what you do in just a typical day that keeps you grounded, that keeps you in control of your life and keeps you happy and smiling? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the question. I think a big part of it is the habits that I have developed when I was motivated, right, from the get-go or when I do get re-motivated, right? It's those habits that there's not a day where I have to train that I'm not going to be at the gym because that's just mm -hmm. my schedule, right? That's my habit. Um, but also, I mean, besides going back and revisiting my personal why, I think a big part of um, just doing is that I, it's, what was I? I literally just had a mind blank. I had something that I wanted to say. Now I can't think of it. Could you repeat your question one more time? Sure, absolutely. So, I can... absolutely. Um, so there's always challenges, I think, every day pushing us left and right. Um, what, you know, in terms of food choices, activity investments, should we go for a drink? Should we hit the bar? Should we do this or should we do that? Um, in a sense, could you share with us what you do in a typical day that just grounds you and that kind of brings you back to equilibrium so that you could do the things you do every day and activate that why and the reason behind it? I mean, I guess I'll just expand a little bit on what I was saying. Um, it really is, I mean, understanding that why and going back to that, right? And being motivated, right? Like I was saying, it's, it's temporal. It's temporary. Uh, it's not going to carry, right? It's really understanding that this is what I'm doing because of my greater purpose kind of thing. Um, I did have something else I wanted to say. It's just not coming back to me. So I'm like, if I think of it, I'm going to say it because I really wanted to say it. Um, but yeah, just keep going. <laughs> you activate that why. I'm with you. Uh, so the last question I have uh, for you, Joyce, is for all the viewers listening in today, how can people get in contact with you, Joyce? Do you think through Instagram or uh, What's your, yeah. I mean, Instagram is great. Strength with a purpose, just like that. Um, no spaces, no hyphens, nothing. Just strength with a purpose. You can also find my website, strengthwithapurpose.com. And through there, you can find my email and my phone number, right? You can get into contact with me there. And 
find all the ways to contact me. Yeah. <laughs> right on. And with that said, I just want to take this time to thank you, you, uh, for coming on to the show today to share your thoughts on fitness and health. Um, and to the viewers at home, hopefully you could learn something today from Joyce's story and invest in that why and invest in your health, your fitness and the nutrition that we need to set us forward and positivity to set us forward uh, in a time like this. So Joyce, thank you so much. And I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. And I'm actually pretty sad. I forgot what I was going to say earlier. So if I think about it, I'll comment it below. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. So look out for that.